Hey, it's episode 30 of Talk About the Passion. Hot-blooded. And yes, this episode is named after a foreigner song. My guest today is Scott O'Dowd. Scott plays guitar in the Boston-area band Cortez. He's been playing music for most of his life and was the perfect guest for Talk About the Passion. Scott was nice enough to make the trip down to me in Rentham, Massachusetts, and uh, we hung out for a bit after our recording, listening to records and talking more about music and uh, people we mutually know and that kind of thing. I knew Scott from uh, social media, and my old band Presley even played a couple of shows with uh, Cortez before. But it was great to have someone on with similar tastes, uh, same age as me, and you know, same ideas about music. Uh, Scott's band Cortez uh, is classified as a, a stoner rock band, and I, I think at this point that genre is thrown around too much. Uh, one thing you you often hear from people who either aren't involved in any kind of rock-based music scene or just you know don't do enough digging is that rock music or rock and roll is dead. There's no more rock bands. Well. This statement might be true if you're talking about, you know, traditional hard rock bands playing stadiums. You know, that's reserved for bands that have been doing that for years, like Metallica and ACDC. Or, you know, the ones that were doing it again all of a sudden, or, or having like a resurgence, like uh, Bon Jovi, Guns N' Roses. And yeah, I know Bon Jovi aren't technically hard rock. What I'm trying to say here is uh, rock and roll is alive and well, and always has been here. And uh, now I sound like Huey Lewis. Is that a line from that song? Uh, Stoner rock should, you know, to me should just be called hard rock because the, these bands are carrying that torch. And when they do it well, uh, like Scott's band Cortez does, it kind of makes you forget that, you know, any kind of rock and roll is dead thing you might have in your head. With that said, let's get a couple more things out of the way and we'll start this. I'm on social media. Facebook and Instagram are updated the most. I have Twitter, but it's it's basically just to announce new episodes. Uh, on Instagram and Facebook, I try to put rev relevant content up on Instagram uh, related to the podcast, clues to upcoming episodes, and that kind of thing. Uh, we get a we have we have a lot of fun over there. Let me tell you. Uh, you can listen to this uh, on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play, or wherever you find your podcasts. I'm even on uh, Spotify now. If that's your thing. And hey, if you if you listen to this on Apple Podcasts and like what you hear, or hey, if you don't like what you hear, leave me a rating or a review. I love to hear uh, feedback. Uh, I swear I'm trying to say um less. Uh, I'm always see, I just fuck it. I'm always looking for new guests. So if you or someone you know wants to be on an episode, please reach out on one of these outlets, and we can set it up. Uh, if you want to hear uh, Cortez's music, they have a website uh, that is kept up to date, which is CortezBoston.com, and they actually have a pre-order going on right now for a record called The Second Coming of Heavy, Chapter 9, which is a split with uh, the band Wasted Theory, and there's information on the website on how to get your hands on that record, and uh, again, it's CortezBoston.com. So anyway, here we go. This is episode 30, uh, Scott O'Dowd and I talking about music, and uh, yeah, hot-blooded. Thanks for listening. All right, we're on. Uh, so I'm here with Scott O'Dowd. That's how you pronounce that, correct? It is, yeah. yes. Nice, nice Irish boy. <laughs> yeah. How are you doing today, man? I'm good. How about yourself? Good, good. Thanks for coming down here. No problem. Thanks for having me. Sure. 
Uh, where where did you grow up? I grew up on the South Shore in yeah. Whitman, Massachusetts. Okay. Uh, it's next to Hanson, next to Abington, Weymouth. Yeah. Uh, it's a population of like 15,000 people. It's boring. Yeah. I left there when I was 18, <laughs> and I very rarely ever go back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what did you do there for fun as a kid? Nothing. Uh, we did a lot of building tree forts. Yeah. Uh, BMX biking, you know, as, as soon as we were able to, like, get bikes, that was, like, the ticket to yeah. freedom. I was oh, like, yeah, yeah. all right, Ma, I'm going to Mike's house, and then we'd ride, like, 10 miles away. <laughs> right, right. You know, uh, go to, like, buy Dragon magazines at, oh, like, yeah. a hobby shop or yeah. something stupid like that. Eric Fuchs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you um, play d and I did briefly, you know, yeah. for a couple of years when yeah. I was, like, 12 or 13. Yeah. All my friends did, and then it, it didn't really last very long. But Yeah. I, I've been get well, I, I've been buying the books again, but I don't really... I kind of played for like two or three years, and then I discovered like guitar and just, yeah, yeah, I think music this, was better. That was just, sort of the same thing with yeah. me. I mean, I've always found like the idea of games like that fascinating, yeah. and I like the the lore behind them. Yeah, and, yeah but same here. I, I'll just watch Game of Thrones right. nowadays. <laughs> yeah. I guess you know. Yeah, you had to get that that, that fill. And then uh, skateboarding was a big thing too. Yeah. I got like uh, some, I don't even remember what it was like. Not Nash, but some like cheapo like fiberglass skateboard right. from the seventies, oh, you nice. know. And a couple of my friends had those, and we used to we lived on a hill, and we would just go to the top of the hill and bomb as fast as we oh, could yeah, yeah. down the hill. So nice. that was that was about <laughs> it, really. Yeah, for yeah. fun. <laughs> did you get into uh, music early on? I did actually. Um, my father was a Vietnam vet, and mm-hmm. music was really important to him. Okay. Um, and from the earliest like memories, I I can remember hearing like you know obviously like the Beatles and the right. Beach Boys and right. Led Zeppelin, mm-hmm. um, and then even like as I got older, I remember my dad having like Back in Black. Oh yeah, and I would like steal it and tape it because he was like you know you can't listen to this it's not for, <laughs> right. for young ears. Yeah yeah, um, and you know he had even now he's got pretty good taste in music although he leans more toward like blues and things oh, like yeah. that. But yeah. he was into reggae and he liked ska like original jamaican stuff and um you know he liked like the blasters and rockabilly stuff and you know he had some pretty varied tastes for what you would think of as sort of a mainstream rock guy from like you know but i think he he would you know pre-internet days he read magazines a lot and yeah. he used to subscribe to like stereo review oh yeah i don't know if you remember that i remember magazine, that magazine. it was like it was a like hi-fi like magazine yeah too, yeah but it was like for hi-fi yeah, audio yeah. geeks you yeah. know yeah but they would always have uh reviews or guys that would write columns and yeah anything that like sort of piqued his interest he would like mark it off oh, and nice. i think he would just go buy it when right. he was out you know at the record store yeah and i think he sort of use that as like his vehicle to to find out like cooler music oh nice and then me hearing that stuff as a kid it was like i didn't know that it was weird to know who bob marley was at like five years old right right. you know in like 1975 like before he was really big in the states yeah you know i remember distinctly like me and my friends being outside and and um having like someone having a little transistor radio and uh i shot the sheriff came on it was eric clapton and i was like that, that's a Bob Marley song. And my friends are like, what are you talking about, Bob Marley? This is Eric that? Clapton. That's funny. And, and I was like, no, it's Bob Marley. And like my friends had no idea who that was. Right. You know, and everyone yeah, yeah. thought I was crazy. Right. You right. know, and I yeah, was like, yeah. I, no, I swear. Well, the concept of like an artist covering a song. Yeah. It's probably like weird to young younger kids. Yeah. 
it was it was definitely funny you know but yeah. like those are like really early memories yeah. of, of like music you know i couldn't have been more than five or six yeah. you know do you have do you have memories of any any like record that first like the first time you hit you hit you heard it like hit you like oh a yeah. ton of there's bricks. like there's a couple but yeah what, which ones would those be uh, to quote Bob Marley, right? Yeah. Like one good thing about music when yeah. it hits you feel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. there was um, one when I was young. I, I remember hand-me-down records that my mm. dad had given me. Like he maybe had better copies or whatever. Right. And one of them was like the the White Album and then Magical Mystery Tour. And I yeah. remember, I think it was on Magical Mystery Tour, the song Hello Goodbye. Yep. And uh, I remember bringing that into school for like show and tell and like yeah. playing that song. Oh, wow. And that's like one of the first ones that mm-hmm. really I remember. And then later when I was a little bit older, this would have been like probably 78. So I was mm-hmm. like eight years old. Yeah. Um, I remember like sneaking, listening to the radio, like either like early morning when I first would wake up or late at night. You know, or late, like yeah. eight o'clock at right, night. Right. <laughs> listen to like Dr. Demento oh, or something, yeah. you know, yeah. and like try to sneak it under the covers yeah. but i remember yeah, it was like sunday nights or something yeah yeah it was always on i distinctly remember hearing hot blooded by foreigner and <laughs> i don't know what it was yeah. about that song but yeah i loved it yeah and huh. it was just like i have to have this yeah, and yeah. i begged my mother to like buy me the 45 and yeah. she did and i played that thing every day for nice. years Do you still like them uh, I can get with some of yeah, their... Yeah, I like some of their yeah. early, like their late 70s yeah, stuff, yeah. you know, for what it is. Rap, classic think, rock. Yeah, you know, I think they're I mean, I don't, an underrated classic yeah, rock band. I like a lot of that stuff, especially yeah. as I get older and I don't really care what anybody yeah, thinks exactly. about what I like. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. this brings me back to a time when I was younger and I exactly, enjoy yeah. it for, you know, yeah. for what it is. Yeah. But yeah, I don't so generally have the nerve to crank up, you know, hot-blooded <laughs> when I'm driving down the road right, yeah. these days. But yeah. But every yeah, once those in a while are... I will, but and then you like pull up <laughs> just next every to a once car in a while teenagers and you're playing you know fucking Def Leppard fooling and you're like okay yeah. that down a little <laughs> fooling's a little better than hot blooded yeah that's true definitely <laughs> so that so that one hit you so foreigner yeah uh, hot blooded and like I said I I don't I think it might have been the guitar yeah. riff in it yeah but I really don't it's know I song, mean who knows yeah. who knows yeah. in the mind of an eight year old what <laughs> what really gets you yeah, yeah. excited about music you yeah. know. But, the Magical Mystery Tour too had the crazy cover and all it the did, pictures. It did. It had all inside. the and I, and I didn't know that there was like a TV special. I think it was a TV special. Oh yeah, yeah, a right. movie. Yeah. Um. So I just thought those pictures were insane in the right. book, and I was like, "What is what, this?" Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, it was a weird look into that world because that was probably the first. I think that might have been the first one I kind of got into that I yeah. got from my dad's collection because I think the earlier ones seemed more mature, maybe just because it was like you know. Like with the Beatles, just had their faces, and that yeah, was like yeah. the first one I remember seeing. Like, wow, it was so colorful, and and it's funny because, like I said, the one the first ones I remember hearing were the the later like psychedelic right. ones, you yeah. know. So that to me was like, oh, this is the Beatles. Yeah. And then I heard the the earlier songs a little bit later, and I yeah. was like, oh, that's really different. Yeah, yeah. But I like it. Yeah. Do you uh, do you remember what your first concert was like for rock? Yeah. Well, Shanana. Oh yeah. At um, South Shore Music Circus, okay. maybe in Cohasset. Yeah. I think. I don't know, but that's the first like big thing I ever saw, and mm-hmm. that was with my parents. You yeah. Because yeah. we used to watch the TV show. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, you know the '50s nostalgia thing. Oh yeah. But first concert after that, like that I went to on my own, I think. Uh, it was either 
Iron Maiden on the Power Slave tour oh. in Worcester. Yeah. Um, or it was Dire Straits, Money for Nothing, yeah. that era. Yeah. I don't remember. I think I think Power Slave was 84, so I yeah. think that might have been the first one. Nice. But they were right within like a few yeah, months yeah. of each other. Yeah, of course. Nice. And uh, so you, you, when did you start playing an instrument? Uh, I think, oh, again, my dad had got an acoustic guitar and mm-hmm. wanted to take lessons. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think I went as well to yeah. take lessons. And we did like back-to-back lessons at this mm-hmm. little music store down the street from our house. And yeah. it was literally like, you know, melodies to Beatles songs or um, like Volga, Boltman, Volga Boatman. Oh, you yeah, know, yeah. Or like these like weird, like old right. traditional songs. Mm-hmm. And... I remember I, I hated it. I was like, this, this sucks. I don't want to do this. <laughs> right, right. Because yeah. I wanted to like plug in and right. make noise. Yeah, and... be Angus Young all, like, right exactly. off the bat. Yeah. yeah. So I I stuck with that for about a year. And I, yeah. I guess I was okay at it, but I, I just I didn't like it. Right. Yeah. And I put it down. And then I think in school they they gave like the, the, the band uh, presentation and... Mm-hmm. I remember thinking like that the saxophone looked really cool, yeah. and I wanted to play the saxophone, yeah. but the saxophone was really expensive. Yeah, and my yeah. mom was like, "Hell no, you're not right. playing the saxophone." <laughs> then I remember thinking the trombone was cool because I specifically remember that the guy demonstrating and he knew his audience <laughs> took the mouthpiece and was like making like fart noises and oh, like yeah. helicopter sounds with the mouthpiece, yeah. and I was like, "That's it! Yeah. I want the trombone." Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I think I played that for six months. And I was like, "This sucks! I don't yeah. like this either." And then maybe a few years later, I picked up the acoustic, and then I I begged my parents to buy me an electric guitar and an amp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think I was around 14 when they finally relented. Oh, yeah. Okay. And that was it. I've nice. been playing ever since. Yeah. And uh, who were your, your early influence, like, or favorite guitar players as, as a, um, when you first got into it? Definitely Angus Young, like yeah. you said. Yeah. Um, man, that's a tough question. Now that it's like there were yeah. so many, and yet yeah. I can't, I can't yeah. think of anyone specific. I know Angus okay. Young was huge. Were you a Kiss guy as a kid? You know, it was funny. I remember Kiss in the 70s, but I wasn't a huge yeah. Kiss guy at the time. It was later that yeah. I was like, after they went hair metal, right, and I right. was like, this is atrocious. But <laughs> yeah, then I went terrible. back and yeah. really listened to the earlier stuff, and then it really clicked. Yeah, yeah. So yes, but Ace was never an influence right, on yeah. me, just that because way. of the order that I listened to yeah, that stuff. Yeah, of course. Um, I'm going to say it was probably like bad hair metal guys, yeah. like, George Lynch from yeah, Dokken okay. and like yeah. dude from Night Ranger, you know. Oh, Randy Rhodes, <laughs> yeah. Tony Iommi, yeah, yeah. Because Black Sabbath was always sort of there. Yeah. Whether I realized they were always one of those bands. Like f- for the longest time, I I didn't own any of their records, but all right. my friends did. And yeah. Because of the Aussie solo thing, like yeah. and him doing like all the Sabbath songs on yeah. his solo record, mm-hmm. it was like it was always kind of around. Yeah. But yeah. I I never really got into it until a few years later but yeah. so that was always kind of running in there you yeah. know i think i did the same thing i think i had uh the great like the greatest hits record or the that we sold our soul mm. but i never had right. the same i knew like because i was into aussie solo stuff and he always did paranoid and yes. iron man and yep. children of the grave maybe and uh but yeah i never actually dug into those albums right. till later. and i remember specifically like listening to live evil the do record yeah and really liking that i and, love that album yeah and, and you know what i've gone back and listened to it yeah. recently and it's 
It's pretty. It holds good up record. pretty well. Yeah, I like how he does the Aussie songs on there. I think the ones he does. I've yeah. heard other recordings where he sings some songs and they don't work as well yeah. for his voice. Yeah, but the ones that work, yeah. like NIB, oh, sounds yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. War Pit. No, what's the one? Oh, this when he does Black Sabbath, it's a little too much. Mm. I think. I think Aussie does that one better. Speaking, this is a, a tangent, but yeah, that's, have you heard the, speaking of other singers and on Aussie, have you yeah. heard the uh, any of the live stuff from the Born Again? Yeah, uh, I was just going to say. I, with I Ian listen. Gillen yeah. doing War Pigs, especially yeah. when he's just screaming. <laughs> yeah, like It's amazing. Yeah, yeah the uh, <laughs> Children of the Grave, I think he did pretty good. He did. Uh, there's a, yeah, there's a, uh, a good good quality available bootleg from when they played in Worcester, mm. from that tour, actually. Yeah. Um, and I think the re- I have the reissue here that has uh, disc two as a live set. Right. From yeah, yeah. That's the one I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. They, I think they do smoke. Water yeah, they too, do. That's is, terrible. Yeah. So. But uh, specifically, War Pigs, like Jim. Do you know Jim Healy? He yeah, played yeah, in We're all yeah. gonna die. Yeah. Jim and I listened to this incessantly for like a couple of months. It just. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah, doing these screams in the middle of the like part, and it's it's hard. Funniest thing ever. Yeah, were you were you into that record? Because that's like a. I a I did like record. it. I remember the video for Trashed, and I remember yeah. liking it. But you know what? The mix murders the yeah, band. It sounds bad. Yeah. so bad. Yeah. yeah like there's some good songs on it for yeah. what it is. Yeah. And yeah. I, and I do like it, but yeah. There's actually a, a thing that went around on the on the internet somewhere that was like rough mixes oh, yeah? of that record that okay. sound ten times better really? than, okay. than the final mix. It sounds like it's underwater. I yeah, don't know. yeah. It's, there's something weird about that record. It's really murky, record. you know, which is too bad because yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's not Dio or Ozzy, but right. it's, it's got something about yeah. it that's good. You yeah. know. Did you ever go to any of the other singers? Yeah, I, I mean Tony Martin, just yeah. because I remember seeing like videos and yeah. but I didn't really. I mean, he was a good singer, but right. it, I, I just didn't really like yeah. the stuff that much. You yeah, know? yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think the 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 the, the second, well, the, not the second. I guess it would be the third record they did studio album they did with Dio. Oh, the, the Dehumanizer. Dehumanizer. That's, That's actually a, good a great record. record. That's a really good like yeah. TV crimes. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, some of those songs After are really all, good. That one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was a good record. I'm glad. Was, they... And then there was that single that was in Wayne, uh, Wayne's World. Oh yeah, uh, Time Machine. Yeah, Time that was Machine. pretty good. Yeah, you know, it was good. poppy but good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, so you started playing guitar. Did you uh, form? When, when was the first time you formed a got into a band? Um, a, a real band. It's hard to say because we, yeah. we had all the, I should say I, but yeah. we, me and friends, sometimes other people who didn't even play instruments, but yeah. we were like dreaming like yeah. of starting a band, yeah, you course. know, when you're 14 and yeah, you talk yeah. about it in like homeroom yeah. or whatever. Yeah, you got a logo. Yeah, I, I think like I had, we did it. It was, the band was called Zephyr. Worst nice. name ever. <laughs> <laughs> and you can imagine what the logo looked like. It was horrible, oh, yeah. but like we were like. We yeah, were that ready age to do though, that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it was like, like I said, this was probably like '83 or something, yeah, yeah. and it was like Dawkins was right. like our like, yeah, we're gonna sound like Dawkins. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, thankfully, that never came to pass. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, like a year or so later, two years later, after I sort of discovered like punk, yeah, and like thrash metal, and yeah. was getting into like edgier music, I met a guy in school, and we tried for the longest time to like put a band together and it, it had different names and yeah. it was always like him, me. So it was a singer, guitar player. And then 
there was at various times like a bassist or another guitarist, but right. we could never find a drummer. Drummers yeah, were yeah. a hard thing yeah. to find. Yeah. Let alone a drummer who knew how to play punk rock. Yeah. yeah. Not that it's hard, but it right. was just not yeah, yeah. norm. Yeah, of course. You know, so it was in a school of like, you know, a thousand people, it was hard <laughs> yeah. to find like yeah, a guy right. to play drums in yeah, a punk definitely. band. So there was all these like rehearsals and I did in like songwriting, but it never came to fruition. Yeah. And I remember we had a uh, like a a high school variety show, yeah. you know, where there was like someone would go on and juggle, the cheerleaders yeah. would go on and do a dance, and like yeah. we were like, we're gonna get a band and we're gonna play some songs and we're yeah. gonna like open these people's minds. <laughs> and uh, we actually heard of a friend of a friend who played drums. Yeah, and his name was Dana Stewart. I don't know okay. if you know Dana. He's like. Um, he's like a rockabilly guy. He okay. played uh, oh, drums that. in like the the Royal Crowns yeah. for a little while, and he did name. the Racketeers yeah. and a bunch of other bands. But okay. at the time, he was into like punk and hardcore, yeah. and we were just gonna do a few covers. I think it was like Nervous Breakdown, yeah. Minor Threat, right. and like <laughs> one or two other songs. Yeah. And we basically said to Dana, like, "Will you do it?" And right. he was like, "Yeah, sure." He never rehearsed with us, and oh, we wow. all just showed up to play, <laughs> set up our stuff. Yeah. And literally started like trying to tune our guitars and played like maybe the first 10 seconds of like Nervous Breakdown. Right. Yeah. And our friends who were maybe 10, yeah. <laughs> you know, the kids that were into like punk rock started like pushing around and dancing yeah. a little bit. And all the other like football player guys thought it was a fight. <laughs> so everyone started fighting. <laughs> and some girl got her face like smashed oh, off Jesus. the piano in the orchestra pit and like broke her nose. Oh, God. And they pulled the plug on us. Oh, wow. And then like I, I vividly remember like we had to run out of the school and like people were chasing us. <laughs> wow. And like we were hiding in the woods behind the school and they were like pickup trucks full of like football players driving looking around looking you. to beat us up oh, you know Jesus. and it was like oh my god That's we just amazing. want to play music and then i was like i love this yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> i guess you could say that's where it really the bug hit yeah 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 i was gonna say going backwards a little so you got into uh punk and hardcore how, how did that happen um it happened because i was like i said i was into like docking and yeah. acdc and whatever metal was like right. popular at the time yeah except mm-hmm. um but i I remember hearing um, Fight Fire with Fire by Metallica yeah. off of uh, Ride the Lightning. Mm-hmm. And that was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. what is this? Yeah. And and just being like blown away yeah. by that, that record and, be, and like having never heard anything like right. that. Yeah. So immediately I was like, I like this. Yeah, yeah. And then... Maybe like a year or so later, I remember hearing on Nasty Habits, you know, that it was yeah, on yeah. like WRS yeah. on Sunday night. Mike, uh, what was his name? Mike. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember the yeah. guy's name, but I right. remember the show. And yeah. I, I remember they premiered um, Disposable Heroes. Oh, nice. Of, uh, Master of Master Puppets. Master of Puppets. Yeah. And it was before the record had come out. And yeah. I was just like, oh my God, this is the most that insane That song is insane, yeah. Still. And so I got into like thrash, like, you know, Megadeth, mm-hmm. Slayer, you know, all that overkill you know, motorhead, whatever, yeah. that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is where it's at. Yeah. And I remember a kid who sat next to me in like one of my classes, his name was Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he was a funny, funny kid, but he, he was one of these kids that had like issues yeah. in school. Like he was a nice kid, right, but right. he just didn't fit in well. Right. And yeah. he was a skinhead, mm-hmm. not, not like a, right. Bonehead, yeah, yeah. But like you know, his yeah, hair yeah. cropped and yeah, wore yeah. braces and right. 
always had on like a server jerk shirt and <laughs> yeah, like yeah. his jeans rolled cuffed and yeah. like docks. Right. And I remember like thinking that was, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. But he got in a fight like every day. And I think he made it through about two semesters. And right. finally we're like, okay, you're out of here. And he got expelled. Yeah. So I never saw him again. But yeah. we sort of became friendly because we sat next to each other in like a social studies class. Right. And I remember like I would kind of look at his book, you know, because everybody would draw the names of bands on their books. And yeah. I'd be like, oh, Black Flag, <laughs> Circle Jerks, Gangrene. Yeah. And I'd like kind of make mental, mental notes. Mental notes, yeah. And then I would go to the record store and like try to like, buy a tape or yeah. a record and like check those out nice and I, I think I heard like Nervous Breakdown by Black Flag yeah and like Another Wasted Night by Gangrene yeah. and like the Adolescence Blue Album oh yeah yeah The Crew by Seven Seconds yeah and once I heard those things and then it was just on yeah yeah <laughs> and then like a friend like gave me a tape with like uh Exploited like uh, the let's is it the start of war? Let's oh, yeah, let's war. Start, said let's Maggie start one war. day that yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. It had gangrene, it had minor threat. Uh, the um, the one with the black sheep on the cover, I'm blind. Oh, yeah, name, and right? out, of step. out of step, yeah. Um, and maybe Wild on the Streets by the Circle Sergeant Jerks Dirk, on yeah. the same tape, and nice. that was also a huge yeah. thing. And I, I didn't even know who some of the bands were. I just yeah. knew the songs. And yeah, I was yeah. like, I love this. <laughs> you know, and that was, that kind of set yeah, me yeah. away. And yeah. that was like, there was no turning back at yeah. that point. Do you, you remember what your first show was? I think before we were talking, you said Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was The Descendants. Yeah. Uh, must have been like 87. Yeah. Um, at, it was at TT's. Okay. Because I remember when I first started going to shows, like yeah. I said, I, I listened to punk for since maybe about 85 but yeah. i didn't really go to a show right, for a right. couple of years yeah yeah i was like 17 maybe yeah or 16 even mm-hmm. um and tt's was like the big spot yeah, saturday yeah. and sunday afternoon yeah. matinees yeah and, mike Gitter was doing all yeah he was yeah, yeah it was all triple x stuff yeah. and it was um the descendants i think like wolf pack from like albany new york oh yeah i remember that band like early yeah. like kind of straight it well yeah. not early but like a right right yeah, early yeah. like yeah post. later straight yeah. edge kind of you know like yeah, more like today yeah era whatever uh, they were Second pretty unre- edge, yes, I guess yeah they were pretty unremarkable yeah but, yeah and i think doggy style yeah played too yeah. but it was like right when the all album had come yeah. out yeah or it might have either Enjoy, just maybe. come out or just before yeah. it or i don't remember right. but it was really good show yeah yeah Nice. I that saw Doggy like, Style. I, I, I think it was probably at that one. Yeah. That Doggy Style. And then it was, was like every out. every show I could get to. Yeah. I yeah. went for like a couple of years, you yeah. know, and it was, they were all mostly at TTs, but occasionally there'd be something at the Rad or right. like Brandeis Universe, like that Slapshot Moving Targets. Oh, yeah. Circle Jerks show at Brandeis. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so many. Like Is that I, when... Uh, is Keith Morris wearing like a back brace or something? Yeah, that or one, he I think hurt his it, leg or yeah, something. Or something, like something was, yeah. Yeah, he had some sort of thing where he couldn't move around. Right. I, didn't, I wasn't at that, but I remember seeing pictures. I remember that something. show, and I remember they played Nervous Breakdown, and again, yeah. I had a long oh, nice. history with that song. Yeah, I yeah. went nuts. I was like stage diving <laughs> like a maniac, yeah. you know? Did you, so you must have missed Black Flag. Yeah, yeah I did, yeah. just. Yeah. I think when I started going to shows, because I think they broke up in 86, so yeah, it was so, probably yeah. like... Right, Within the year, yeah, you know what I mean. I know it's crazy when you, like you were saying before, like yeah, you miss stuff by just. A few Although at that time, and... I didn't really yeah, you like think... what they were doing the, all that much. Yeah, either, yeah, so, same here. Yeah, know. yeah, I kind of, I go up, I, I go up to Loose Nut. That last yes. time I've, I've tried, I've gone back to here and there, and part of it is, it, 
for me, the guitar tone is just atrocious. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like, to, yeah. I, Greg did that on purpose. Yeah. It was like yeah. playing like bright and brittle through like a PA yeah. head with like no distortion <laughs> right. and solid state yeah. and everything. I was like, yeah. why would you do that? It yeah. sounds horrible. Yeah. But yeah, he seemed to do a lot of like musical trolling, as I like to call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I saw them maybe twice and, you know, each time they would bring their own bands. Mm-hmm. Like I, I remember seeing them with St. Vitus. Oh, yeah. And at the time, I I was like a hardcore kid. So yeah. St. Vitus to me, I was like, this is People the worst like fucking thing. Yeah. Them, right? yeah. Now I like kick myself. Oh, yeah. like I saw St. Vitus. With and Rieger's night. singing yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. But yeah. I don't even... I, War is our destiny. That yeah. song. I remember the first time I heard that song. I was just like, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so you would come up from the South Shore into yeah. Boston and, and and it's funny too because like on that this was like pre-commuter rail yeah it the red line went to Braintree and I yeah. lived like three towns away from Braintree yeah, yeah. but as luck would have it my friend Chris his father who was like a biker yeah and divorced mm-hmm. lived in Weymouth and this little house and we would just go stay the weekend at his place oh, nice. and then skateboard to the Braintree tea station and then go in and oh, nice. basically stay in town yeah, yeah. all weekend right, and just right. go to as many shows as we could find yeah you know? yeah yeah it was like Newbury Comics oh yeah Nuggets and Planet mm-hmm. and those stores yeah too. those were all on the list of course we didn't have any money yeah we were usually out front yeah, yeah. of TT's bumming chain <laughs> people or you know but um and you so when did you first get like a I know the first band I'm aware of that you had was uh was uh, Sucker Punch. Oh, yes. From the, it's on the Boston Hardcore Compilation. Yes. I think I saw you guys once or twice. And You'd so, be one of the few, because I think we played <laughs> six shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny, because we I was just talking to this with Al, who played guitar and bass in the yeah. band, and uh, we were trying to fire up the Wayback Machine and figure out some of the things, and yeah. like, he... Every time one of us would say something, we'd remember something that the other one didn't. And right. it was like, oh, wow, I forgot, you know. <laughs> but that started, I think, right around 87. Yeah. I met, they were from Hingham, mm-hmm. all the guys in that band, except for me. Okay. And I met them at the Hanover Mall, mm-hmm. <laughs> of all places. I was hanging out at the record store, skateboarding. Yeah. That might be where, the, when I was talking to you before about where I got these posters. Oh, I, yeah. I think that might have been at the Hanover Mall. It was, a, it was in a mall that was yeah. down there. <laughs> like, it sounds like about a right. half hour and 40 minutes from here. Mm-hmm. So I think it was the Hanover Mall. It was like a Comic Con thing there. Right. Anyway. We, uh, yeah, so I... I met those guys just from hanging around in the mall and yeah. seeing like other punk rock guys. And you know how that was. Like, yeah, yeah. Especially in the 80s, you'd see somebody else that was into like, yeah. punk rock and it was like, oh, hey. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, of course. Because yeah. it weren't, or it didn't seem like there was a lot of us. Yeah, there wasn't. You know? yeah. I don't think there was. Yeah. And yeah. especially like outside of the city. Right. And that's, yeah, you'd be like, ooh. So anytime you saw anyone that had like a Dead Kennedys patch yeah, or anything, yeah. a skateboard even, it was like, oh, yeah. I need to talk to that person right. and find out what's up. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, I know. So I met those guys, and I don't really specifically remember who. Yeah. I think uh, maybe like Tom Haybelt and like oh, yeah. uh, Matt Twig was mm-hmm. another guy. He hung around for a while, but then he kind of... And uh, Kev Borowski, who was the mm-hmm. singer for Sucker Punch. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think those were the guys I, I met. Right. And then um, Kev and Chip, who mm-hmm. ended up being the drummer in Sucker Punch. Yep. And... Uh, Al mm-hmm. had a band called DTX. Okay. And I think Downtown Crossing. Oh, nice. And I think Al played 
That's a good hardcore band. Yeah, yeah. Though. It was all about yeah. the three-letter thing oh, back yeah, then, yeah, too, you know? Definitely. like. Um, but there was a singer named John Garrison, mm-hmm. and I joined the band, I think, on second guitar, but it might have been on bass, and Alan right. might have been on... I don't remember yeah, exactly, because yeah. it's a long time ago. Yeah, yeah of course. But um, at any rate, John just sort of stopped showing up. Yeah. And uh, we never played a show or right. did anything. It was just sort of a... We rehearsed a handful of right. times when I was in the band. They may yeah. have done more. And then it sort of just kind of ran its course. Yeah. And Kevin, who had been playing guitar and writing the music, yeah. decided he wanted to sing. Mm-hmm. And then once that happened, I remember specifically being like, okay, I'm playing guitar. Yeah. And... Al and I were both playing guitar, and I don't think we had a bass player for a while. And then we found this guy, Frank, and he was with us for a while, and then it didn't work out. And then we had someone fill in for a while. Mm -hmm. And then Al left because his parents were on him about, like, grades. Right. And we replaced him on guitar, and then he wanted to come back. And we were like, well, if you come back, you're playing bass. (laughs) Sort of like the demotion, but we needed a bass player. Right, right. It worked out, you know. But yeah, we we recorded like five songs, mm-hmm. which in itself was a <laughs> this ridiculous like thing. We we didn't know anything right about anything. Like <laughs> putting out a record, recording right, right. music. I mean, you're 17 years yeah, old. Yeah, you don't know this the first thing about anything. Yeah, yeah. And I remember somehow we got wind that the guys in Intent to Injure had recorded at this like studio in New Bedford, mm-hmm. and. That was the only thing we knew about anything. So right. we were like, we're going to go there yeah, and record. Yeah. Right. So we go there and we bring all our gear. And I think somehow we got split up and some of us couldn't find the place. And then we finally all get there and we yeah. set up. And it's in the guy's basement. Right. But his like mom was home. Right. <laughs> and he wouldn't let us like turn on our amps. Right. So we had to record like through direct into the not direct but even worse through yeah. at the time this like new technology called a rock man oh yeah. the tom oh, yeah, schultz from boston i had one of yeah. those fucking things the worst guitar fucking tone in the yes. history of and we basically ran boss heavy metal two pedals into that really? and that's why our <laughs> recording sounds like utter garbage even now like we're always just like i wish we could go back and re-record right. those guitars it yeah, sounds yeah. horrible you right. know and it's like but we just <laughs> we were supposed to go back yeah. and re-record the guitars and for whatever reason it never happened yeah and that's what we got stuck with <laughs> wow and that's what's on that comp and yeah it's yeah. just like right every time i hear it it's just like oh not that because <laughs> it's just a, such a vivid memory of being yeah, disappointed yeah. you know right. But yeah, when you said you only played a, a six shows, I, I may have... Because I remember when there was a period where there was a lot of bands with similar names, mm-hmm. like, like, that were, like, names were, like, of, like, named after being hurt. Like, Crossface, yeah. Yeah. Floor Punch, yeah, like yeah. Uppercut. Well, it's funny, because Crossface were very much, like, sort of our, like, brother band oh, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. It was, like, and, you know, that was very much of the scene, like, Sucker Punch, Crossface, yeah, yeah. Eye for an Eye. Yeah. Although, like, what I call, like... Lesser known, right? You know, some but of them I, went on, like I for an I went on to yeah, do yeah. better, bigger yeah. things, and were a little bit more popular. Right, but like us and Crossface broke up and yeah. didn't really do anything. But we were like the kid bands, you yeah, know? yeah, the guys that were like, let's get out there and do yeah. this. I'm, I'm young, I've got energy. Let's, I thought that like, was a cool music, era you know? of hardcore. Though. Like, and there it was, was the North Shore bands, like uh, well, I don't think Kingpin was North Shore, but uh, 
yeah, third I remember, degree. Yeah, I remember those bands, bands too. Yeah, said and done. And yep, there was that whole. And then era. like Worcester, there was like Backbone, yeah, which was yeah. um, Aaron who went on to be in Bane. Bane, yeah, yeah, um, yeah and, and like we played like maybe six shows. Right. I know we played two shows that we put on at like the Hanover Elks Club that we rented out the place yeah. and through these giant shows and right. they were crazy because yeah. people from all, every town around came out because yeah, yeah. there was nothing going on. Yeah, of course. And it wasn't even people that liked like punk right. rock. It was just like <laughs> random yeah. high school kids, yeah. you know? Yeah, something was happening. In the th- and we played at like Bonratty's and opening for like Murphy's Law. Oh, nice. And we played, I think at Bunratty's again with like Raw Deal nice. and Wrecking Crew maybe. And uh, we played at Ground Zero yeah, in Cambridge, which yeah. is the Phoenix Landing, but it, yeah. it was only open for like six months yeah. or a year. Yeah, Ground Zero. I saw uh, Rollins do spoken word. Yeah, like, yeah. Once. I remember there was a bunch of TVs all around yeah. in there, and they were like showing like static. Yeah. It was like kind yeah, of like, like gothy sort of. Yeah. Usually, I think. And uh, we played with Backbone out in Worcester, yeah. in Sagamon Village Community Center, mm-hmm. and. Our last show, like at a cafeteria during the day, like Emerson College, <laughs> yeah, and like, I think we did a cover of like Highway to Hell and got oh, into nice. a fight on stage because we played it wrong and everybody was mad at was each other. And then we basically yeah. broke up after yeah, yeah. that. It was like, okay, this is done. <laughs> that wasn't you know? a straight edge band, was it? It was oh, actually, it was, okay. yeah, but it was more like, yeah, you're 17, yeah, yeah. and you don't, you know, right. like, yeah, we were a straight yeah. edge band. So you followed that for for a little while, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was more like, um, I think Kevin liked the idea of like um, sort of a slap shot. His, his shtick was sort of, and Sheer Terror was sort of just becoming known outside yeah. of New York. Mm-hmm. And Paul's like banter was yeah, like a big influence. Kevin was big on just like stirring the pot. Oh, and nice. I think it was sort yeah. of a, a cross between like the slap shot, like when they were early on, when they were very like, <laughs> yeah. quote unquote, Masculine. militant yeah, and yeah. like... Yep. And Paul Bearer's, like, banter. That right, was sort right. of like Kevin, I yeah, think, yeah. where Kevin was, like, merging those two things. Yeah. That was sort of his vision for... Because nice. it was sort of his idea, the band, yeah. you know? So... Nice. It was fun. Yeah. And uh, did you... So after that, what did, uh, who did you play with after that? You After that, I sort of... It's it's funny because there were a couple of years where I didn't really do anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was more just, like... I did a band, yeah, and it was kind of like I didn't really give any more thought to being in another band. I, right, I would still occasionally go to shows, and I think yeah. there was a few attempts to restart the yeah. band with different combinations, like yeah. me and Kevin, and maybe a different drummer and bass yeah. player, or yeah. you know. And I think we even played like a couple of house parties, right? But it just never really took yeah. off. It yeah. didn't, didn't, didn't do anything. Yeah, you know? yeah. and then kind of worked and yeah. just did the normal life yeah. thing you yeah. know and it was like oh i'm 21 i need right. to get a real job i yeah, need to yeah, do this uh, whatever you know and yeah we did that we were kind of talking before too about i think both of us sort of around the same time got just kind of bored with hardcore and just yeah. sort of moved on to so what after hardcore did you get into like some of the stuff that was coming out like grunge or any of that kind of oh stuff, yeah like the, yeah like, i mean even like, simultaneously because it, it's yeah. sort of this weird overlap with like yeah. hardcore where it was like i was still into hardcore yeah i wasn't as active as like going yeah, to shows the all the time stuff. right you know and i would still go to see a show like i'd still go see like quicksand if they yeah, played yeah. or i'd go see like i remember i really liked into another when oh, they yeah. first came out because they were sort of different and yeah, weird yeah. and cool yeah 
and it was like, oh, they're, they're sort one of, of my metal. Bands. Yeah, yeah. I love that first record, oh, actually, yeah. which is weird because a lot of people don't like that. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And I mean, Richie's voice is a bit much, but yeah. I dig it. <laughs> yeah, but I you didn't know, like I, the, when I first saw them. I think they played the channel. Yeah, and I I didn't like. I think it was with Iceburn maybe. Or, yeah, or it was like, and I was just bored. I yeah, was like, I don't know what this is. But then like. Maybe six months later, it, it like clicked. When yeah. I heard the record, it clicked. Yeah, when I heard that record, like that was, I was living in a house in situate with a bunch of guys, and we just like surfed and skateboarded yeah. all the time. And it was like, that was like, it was a game changer. Yeah, we would like have like 50 dudes over and just like drink 40s and like yeah. blast that record, and people yeah. would go crazy in the living room, you know? Yeah. Like, I, th- I think the went a lot that had to do with that and bands like Quicksand too was probably like people like us that wanted to just take hardcore somewhere else. Mm. And, uh, you know, as you get older, you know, I mean, mosh parts are great. And, you know, screaming about getting stabbed in the back is great. Right, and right, right. But, but, you yeah. know, you kind of want to move on to something yeah. different, I think. And even like Sheer Terror, if you yeah. really think about it, I mean, there was a huge like Celtic Frost influence. Yeah, yeah. Especially oh, yeah, in their early stuff. You yeah, know? that guy, uh, wasn't it? Alan? Alan? Yeah, Alan the, guitar the guitar player. player yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, that, tone. that was a huge influence on them. The yeah. double bass and, yeah. the, you know, yeah. the kind of slow plodding. Like, yeah, riffs. yeah, yeah. And Boston was a, a good place that era, in that that time period, I think, for yeah. bands started happening. And yeah, so. so that was kind of one of those like I was just sort of not bored, but just yeah. not as into it as you know, you know how like you have ebbs and oh yeah, of course flows with things that you're into. Sometimes you really yeah. like it for a while, and then you maybe not as into it, and then yeah. maybe you get back into it again. Yeah. Yep. Um, then. I think I ran into Al from Sucker Punch. He okay. went on directly after Sucker Punch, and him and Chip, the drummer, and uh, Tom, who was always like our like roadie, yeah. always with us, yeah. um, formed Berserker. Oh, yeah. And their thing was like they wanted to take like hardcore and Slayer and like put yeah, the two yeah, together yeah. and just like be as brutal as possible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you know they did they did really well. They put out some seven inches on yeah. like Nemesis, and they opened for yeah, Pantera, yeah. like yeah. on Cowboys from Hell. And yeah. So wh- while they were doing that, I was just sort of like not playing music and just kind of like hanging out with friends and yeah. working. And you know, I got really into like hip hop too, like oh, yeah. Golden Age, like yeah. you know, late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. I always had sort of liked it, but I really kind of got into it for nice. a while. Yeah. And was just kind of immersed in like hanging out with people, yeah, listening to yeah. that, and and then uh, I ran into Al somewhere. I, I I don't I think it was a party, but and he was saying that Berserker was sort of not really continuing. They right. were done for whatever reason. And yeah. He asked if you know maybe I would want to do something. So yeah. he and I really had no idea what we were gonna do. Right. And uh, I remember we both had the idea that we were going to sing and play guitar and write right. all the music. And yeah. it was kind of like a vanity thing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah we're going to do everything. Right. And, it's, and then we both realized that we couldn't sing. And we were like, yeah, maybe that's not such a good idea. Yeah. But then we found a few guys that he knew from high school that had played in like sort of almost like hippie kind of like bands. Yeah. And uh, we did a band called uh, Crawl. Okay. Which was... Uh, very much like you were saying, like grunge. I was okay. also into like grunge, yeah, and yeah. sub pop stuff, yeah. and like Tad, and yeah, yeah. you know, like which I didn't think was really that much of a stretch from no, like hardcore because yeah. I felt like those dudes were all like dudes that were influenced or into punk yeah, rock, but they also yeah. liked ACDC and Black Sabbath, yeah, yeah, and Kiss, yeah. So I, it was sort of a melding of everything yeah, I liked, yeah. Which I think I it was, was when, cool. yeah, I think it was when people realized 
like we were saying before we started recording, like there was a period when you didn't, at least for me, I didn't listen to both together, and then I realized it doesn't, you know, now, especially now that I'm older, I don't fucking, oh, you know, yeah. it doesn't matter. There's no shame. Where. There's yeah, no such yeah. thing as a guilty pleasure yeah. when it comes yeah, to Yeah, when music. everyone says, what's your guilty pleasure? I'm like, there is no guilty pleasure. I have a framed picture of Phil Collins in my fucking yeah. living room. I don't have a guilty pleasure but you know what? at this point. Life's too short to like worry yeah. about what other people yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? I mean, that's a kid's game. Yeah, know? yeah, like, yeah. Especially with music, there's yeah. just so much. I mean, if something's good, it's good. I don't, I don't care if my friends are gonna yeah. be like, oh shit. I'm yeah. very much the same, and it's like you know, and it changes wildly from day yeah. to day. Like, yeah. I mean, I could be, I want to listen to Life of Dreams by the Crumb Suckers, right. but then I could be like, oh, well, I want to listen to like. You know, some rock steady. Yeah, yeah. I want to listen to like yeah. Eddie Cochran. Yeah, yeah. I want to listen to, you know, Pete Rock and CL yeah, yeah, Smooth. It's yeah. like, and it can change like yeah. instantly, that's, you know, that, like. That's why I reached out to you because we, we've probably met at one yeah. point, I'm sure. Because we've, yeah, we've we played, played a few shows. shows together. And, yeah, yeah. I think, but yeah. we never like really yeah, knew yeah. each other. It was just yeah. more of a casual, like, right, hey, right. how you doing? Yeah. But I see all the records that you post pictures of on, on Instagram. Right. Like, well, you know, so it's cool to see someone else. And that jazz likes. is something that yeah. recently, as an old yeah. guy, yeah, <laughs> it yeah. clicked with me about five years ago. Yeah. I always liked like big band swing music because yeah. my grandfather listened to that. So yeah. I always had an appreciation for it, even though like I wouldn't go out and buy the records. Yeah, but yeah. It, it was always kind of there in the background. Yeah. So I always sort of liked yeah. it. But I don't know. I got into like bop and like bebop and yeah. post bop and hard bop yeah yeah i don't know stuff from like the 50s and 60s yeah, yeah. just you know about five years ago and yeah ugh, and that's a, a rabbit hole that doesn't oh it end. does not end especially because you you look at the get the, the lineup and you're like mm-hmm. oh jimmy garrison so let me see what else he's on yeah, yeah. oh yeah go find all his stuff yeah, yeah. and then, you know it's 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 very tangential it's, and it's like great that. because it's yeah because there's only so much it's only so many Black Sabbath albums you can get. Yeah, so, unfortunately. So, because if there were more, I would buy yeah, them. Yeah, but. yeah. So for like rock and metal and stuff, I feel like there's almost... It's. I mean, it doesn't stop. There's obviously still good stuff. But yeah, yeah. There's so much of that jazz and, uh, out yeah. there. that it's. it's uh, and I have like a bad eBay habit. We yeah. were talking a little bit before the show, yeah, yeah, and it's like yeah. every week my wife's like, how many more records did you get this week? Yeah. She's like, we're running out of space. You yeah. need to stop. Yeah, I know. So. Yeah, my, my thing is getting full in there. So I, I'll usually take some out and sell. I'll bring mm-hmm. like, you know, six to the used store and sell them and then come back with eight. Yeah, I've been threatening to do that, actually, because uh, John Sandler actually opened up a record store right yeah, yeah. across the street from my house. And like, oh, okay, yeah. I've only been in there like twice. Yeah. You would think I would go there all the time, but like yeah. I'm actually afraid yeah. to go in there because he's, it's... It's a great shop. Oh, he yeah, prices, it is. Everything's priced well in there. That's but right. I keep... Every time I yeah. see him on the street, I'm like, oh, I'm going to come in with all my yeah. doubles, and I, yeah. I keep not going. I, I need to get stuff. in there and... Yeah. Yeah. I might go there this weekend. I was thinking of going shopping this weekend. I'm also one of those uh, people where it's like, oh, I have three copies of this, but... <laughs> I don't know if I can part with that one because it's got the lyric sheet and this yeah, one yeah. doesn't. I know, right? It's but crazy. the jacket's in better condition. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's like <laughs> I know. I, I I've been getting back into. So I got back into collecting records, but now I'm slowly kind of getting back into collect, like buying mm. out of print stuff, which is yeah, a yeah. whole other wallet suck. But, yeah, you know, there's some stuff that I sold. Like I had this the sealed copy of the first SSD album that I sold for. Six hundred and eighty dollars a couple of years ago for uh, I needed gas I, to get across the country and I wish I had the record. Yeah, <laughs> I've sold a bunch of. Yeah. 
I kept like all my staples, yeah, like yeah. the minor threat records and right. Misfits records yeah, and Black yeah. Flag stuff. But yeah. like I sold like the Faith album, oh, really? like pink yeah. vinyl, and yeah. like, you know, I kind of wish I hadn't done that. But <laughs> yeah. I got like a hundred bucks for it yeah, from yeah. some dude from I Germany. Know. You know, yeah, and it's at like, the time it was probably yeah. And I mean, realistically, the way I thought about it, I was like, these records and Seven Inches have been sitting on my shelf, yeah, for well over ten years, and yeah. I haven't played them. Yeah, exactly. and it's not because I don't like them, but I just. Like sick of it all, seven inch. Like, right. I had that on red vinyl. There yeah. were like five hundred copies. I sold right. it for a fortune. Yeah. And but I was like, if I really want to listen to it, I can listen to it online. Yeah. Yeah, it's not exactly. like I can't ever right. hear it again. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. And I just kind of was like, well, maybe yeah. I'll sell these. <laughs> and then every week it was like, well, maybe I'll sell this. So <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll sell that. And it was like, yeah, all these like European guys like, yeah. started following my auctions because yeah. they, you know. And they, they see like Boston Hardcore or yeah, New York Hardcore. Yeah, they, it's they, like bing, bing, bing. Yeah. You know, the alarms go off. Yeah. And those guys will pay a lot of money for yeah. some of those records. Yeah, people make the mistake of not uh, offering stuff on eBay to international people and mm. you're losing a lot of money if you do that. It's, it's yeah. kind of a pain to ship stuff sometimes. Well, it is, and it's expensive. But yeah, you know what? The expensive. guy that's going to drop 100 bucks on a sick of it all 7-inch will it's also pay, pay 20 or $30 for shipping. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, so, that yeah, was a big tangent. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. That's fine. Um, so yeah. So you. So did you guys end up playing stuff together? You and uh, yeah, yeah. We we finally got the band together, and our first show was, believe it or not, the Middle East downstairs. This is crawl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Although that one show we were called Black Eyed Susan because okay. we literally couldn't come up with a name, yeah, yeah. and someone was like, uh, "I saw this." <laughs> we we're like, "Okay, we need a name." Yeah. And that was gr- like sort of grungy. Yeah. Type it was. Shit. It was that whole like. I mean, there was definitely an element of like punk and hardcore, but there was also like some Sabbath and some yeah. Soundgarden and right. some whatever. Like, yeah. it was sort I don't of. Know why I'm using the word grunge. That's like the worst. No, but it, it, it's apt though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, everyone yeah. knows what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. But there were also bands like Therapy from like yeah, Ireland, yeah. and like it was just kind of like, I don't know. It seemed like there was an explosion of like cool music. Yeah, yeah and definitely. it was all different types of music, but it yeah. all sort of got lumped under one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. Fairly or unfairly. But, yeah, yeah. And I think our thing was like, oh, well, we can do like this Black Sabbath part, but then we can have this fast like punk thing, yeah, and yeah. then we can do like a mellow like yeah, yeah. bit. Spacey and it was like, thing or, yeah. it was just sort of like, you know, at 23 being like, oh, yeah, we can do other stuff yeah. and it doesn't <laughs> have to conform to this like set yeah. of rules. Yeah. And whether we were good or not, I don't know. Like right. I, there were... There's things where I listen to I'm like, oh, that was really good. And then there's yeah. other things I listen to and I'm like, wow, that was really not very good and amateur. But yeah. that's how you learn, right? Yeah, of course. You know, and it's yeah. like not everything's going to be good. Yeah. I have a bag here of tapes oh. from old bands like rehearsal space mm-hmm. and stuff that I have. A, um, I have. I bought too. one of those things to convert it to like MP3. I so have one of those as well. <laughs> I'm I'm dying to go through that at some mm-hmm. point because there's a lot of. Uh, horrible stuff. You know what I find, speaking of that, that I have some Sucker Punch uh, rehearsals. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you know Kev very well, but Mm -hmm. especially back then, he was a bit of like a hyperactive, like funny, funny. Yeah. yeah. Basically, the tapes, the music is terrible. Right. But in between songs, his banter (laughs) and him just like ranting and raving is like the funniest stuff. Yeah. I I want to like rip it to like MP3 or something and send it to Kevin sometime and see if he remembers (laughs) any of it because he'd probably be like, oh God. (laughs) You know? Yeah. But 
And uh, so after after that band, did uh, how long was was that band together? That band was together for about two years. Yeah. And it seemed like uh, Al had a relationship with Chris Porter mm-hmm. from who booked at the time the Middle East yeah, down yeah. and. We got so many good shows. Like yeah. we opened for like Di. We oh, wow. opened for like um, Greg Ginn. Yeah, I mean he was kind of terrible. Oh, right at that point, yeah. Yeah, but I mean we would get like yeah, yeah, UK subs. Great. Like anytime nice. there was like a punk-ish kind of band, yeah, we we would get on the, sl- yeah. the slot opening. Yeah, and that was great. Yeah. Um, then we played in like the the BCN Rumble at the time. Oh really? Okay. We were in at the year Doc Hopper won. Yeah. All right. And uh, that was awesome because yeah, they were yeah. a great band. Yeah, too. they were great. So, yeah. um, but then we had at the time we were having like sort of issues with Al. Yeah. Nothing. And looking back, it was like stupid shit. Right. But like yeah, yeah. he was being very like kind of like I want to do this and kind of controlling, and mm. other people weren't feeling it. Yeah. And you know, looking at it as a forty-eight-year-old, I'm like, why did we ever like have a problem? This is <laughs> yeah. dumb shit. But right. at the time, it was it was yeah, bothering definitely. everybody, and mm-hmm. we decided to ask him to leave yeah. and to carry on mm-hmm. without him. So basically, our bass player at the time switched to guitar, yeah. and then our singer Jerry knew a guy from Mass Art that he went to school with, named Andre, who came mm-hmm. in to play bass. Okay, and then at that point. We had been sort of reverting back to like 80s style, like punk rock. Yeah. Um, sort of the way I describe it is it like if like the freeze meshed with like the adolescence or something, it was oh, nice. sort of like yeah. Boston hardcore meets like LAOC kind of hardcore and yeah. like melodic, yeah. but like fast. Yeah, yeah. And that's where we were coming from. And we decided to change the name to Bastard Squad. Oh, all right. And then we were together for like another two and a half yeah. years, and then Jerry moved uh, to San Francisco, and and that band yeah. just sort of ended. But we yeah. had we played a ton. Of, I can't even tell you how many shows yeah. we played. Yeah. Like we played every weekend, nice. every like community like hall, every yeah. like yeah, f- like all over Rhode Island, yeah. you know, Massachusetts, Connecticut, New Hampshire, yeah. you know, just yeah. regionally, but yeah, yeah. as many shows as we could play. Yeah. And we put out like a few, few seven inches, a few records. We mm-hmm. were on um, that. I've got no. Fr- I've got my friends compilation that Ken from the Dropkick Murphys oh, yeah. put together. Yeah. Because when they were first starting out, we were like pretty close with those guys, and yeah. they used to like. Um, Ken used to come over to our house when we lived in the, like the punk house in Austin and yeah, like, yeah. print T-shirts and like oh, our yeah, living yeah. room and yeah, stuff. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So we met those guys like early on, and Kenny like, <laughs> I remember specifically having to go up on stage and like tune his bass for him because he he had <laughs> no, never yeah. played bass yeah. before he joined. That oh band. really? Like oh. they started the band and yeah. he like learned how to play bass <laughs> to be in the band. Yeah, yeah. They did swinging others covers yeah. and like Clash covers, and oh, that was like funny. how they started. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? But he had never played an instrument. Huh? And look at them now. You know? I know, right? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. And um, <laughs> so I did that, yeah. and then. Uh, then I did two bands concurrently after that. I ended up uh, joining Razorwire, mm-hmm. who had yeah, been around for a while since like yeah. the early 90s. Um, I was friends with Dave and Mike, the singer and the bass player, and they had some issues. And uh, Mike Cahill was playing drums, who was in like Toe Tag and yeah. Skull and stuff. And I think he's in Raw Radar War with yeah. Yeah. Jonah. Um, he's, a good, he's a drummer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was playing drums when I 
first started, but then he also stopped playing with yeah. them, and then it became like a different lineup. Right. I played with them for a while, and then I also did a band uh, with Dave, the other guitar player from Bastard Squad. Oh, right. Had been writing songs on his own, and he... Yeah. We met him through the recording studio that we were recording at, yeah. and he was more of a coming from like a pop sort of like pop rock kind yeah. of a direction. He was very into like OMD and oh, like wow. bands like that kind yeah. of English yeah, yeah. stuff. And um, he was big into like at the time like Weezer and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And yeah. he had been writing all these like demos at home and singing. And I was like, wow, these are really cool. Yeah. So I so- sort of started playing with him. So it was like I had the punk rock thing yeah. with like Razor Wire. Yeah. But then I was doing that and that band eventually... It was called Static originally after yeah. the Jawbox song. Oh, yeah. But then it became Favorite Atomic Hero. Mm-hmm. And then I stopped playing with them and they continued on for a number of years. Yeah. And then, oh, what did I do after that? <laughs> uh, I played. Um, did you play with Jim Healy in one of his? I did, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a little bit later. Yeah. After Razor Wire and Favorite Atomic Hero, I did a band that started out of. Razor wire called okay. Fast Act and Fuses. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course. And that yeah. was like I, I love that band. Oh. It was like real like fast. Like, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Rock, rock and roll, like, but yeah, punk, yeah. but yeah. raw like and like super suckers kind of yes. yeah. well let's see, we started in like ninety nine. It was the the height of like <laughs> of that helicopters, yeah, super yeah. suckers, yeah. Lucifer, yeah. that whole like Scandinavian like action rock yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. So we were very much like, let's do like punk rock and roll yeah, you yeah. know like dead boys but amped up yeah, yeah you know yeah and uh that was fun because it was andre who had been in bastard squad with me yeah um me and then darga from yeah. wrecking crew played bass with us for a while and kev from sucker punch had oh, come wow. back to sing with us okay and uh we were together for a couple of years, did a, f- a record with them, and then we had like some a major like lineup right. upheaval where like yeah. half the band left, right. and it was just me and Andre, and it was okay. like, oh, do we want to start over? Or do we want to just like put new people in the band and keep right. going? And yeah. we decided to do that. Yeah. And then I think we sort of over time developed into almost like more of like a stoner rock sort of a thing because yeah. we were listening to that as yeah. well. Yeah. Also listening to like a lot of alt country at that time, oh, yeah. but that didn't seem like the right direction for yeah, us to take. Right. <laughs> you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? So I love that stuff, and I always wanted to play it. But yeah. part of me was like, eh, I don't know if I could play it. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm not. That's yeah. just not my yeah. my uh, bag of tricks. Doesn't yeah, yeah. There's align certain things well like, with that that I love, but that I won't do. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I remember I, a couple of years ago, I was at an Adidas outlet, and I and I, for years I always wanted one of like the the same zip up thing that Harley Flanagan oh and yeah fucking run DMC and I yeah. I put one on and I was like no you're 46 <laughs> this isn't gonna be you're not gonna look yeah you know <clears throat> so there's certain music too where I'm like sure yeah I don't think I could do jazz yeah, yeah. <laughs> I definitely could yeah. not do jazz yeah. I can tell you that yeah yeah <laughs> I don't. So, I don't have a skill fan. set for that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm no West Montgomery. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Grant Green or yeah. whoever you want to. Yeah, yeah. Um, so fast acting fuses. Yeah. yeah, we did that. I think from '99 to like 2006, and yeah. then at that point, Andre moved to Texas. Okay. And uh, it was sort of like I was the only original member left, and I was kind of yeah. like, yeah, it's not really. <laughs> it, it it needs to stop. Yeah, yeah. So. 
I stopped. And for the first time since I was like 23, when, yeah. right when I started Crawl, I wasn't in a band for yeah. maybe three months. Oh, well. I had no idea what to do with myself. Yeah. You know, yeah. being in my 30s at this point and just yeah. being like, what do I do? Yeah. And um, that was probably the point, too, where like, it's like a point where I feel like everyone I knew was in a band. Yeah. You'd play a show at like O'Brien's and. Oh, yeah. Everyone, like, everyone in here is in a band. And well, it was just like it's, that. It's and, that thing, too, especially when, like, you know, you're getting into your 30s, mid-30s, and you've all been playing music for 10, 15 years. Yeah, yeah. You've probably played with each other in, like, four different bands Yeah, at this of course, point, yeah, You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. And yeah. It's, it's very much like everyone in the audience oh, yeah. is someone from a band. Yeah, especially know? in Boston. It's, it's definitely yeah. pretty uh, incestuous here. It is. Yeah. yeah and it's, it's funny because, like, like I said, I was doing nothing and I was literally walking either to my girlfriend at the time who was now my wife Kelly mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> to her place in Brookline yeah. and I remember the phone ringing and it was Tim Katz yeah. from Roadsaw mm-hmm. and Seika and many yeah. other bands and uh, he was like hey um, I, I know like a band who's looking for a guitar player and I, I think you might be like the right guy. Would it be okay if I gave them your name and number? Yeah. And I was like, Oh, who is it? And he was like, Oh, it's guys that were in the band Steelhead and like Sin City Chainsaw. Okay. Both bands I had seen yeah, but yeah. didn't really remember. But I remember thinking like, Oh, those guys were decent. Right. You know? And uh so sure enough, like Tim gave them my phone number, uh Jeremy, the drummer, gave me a call, and uh, I went down just to get together. And I, I literally had, like, parts of two songs that, at the very end of Fast Act and Fuses, we had started trying to work on, but they yeah. never really happened. Right. Um, and uh, we jammed on those, and I, I think we wrote, like, complete songs, like, the yeah. first night, and it was just like, oh, this could work and that yeah. became Cortez which oh, is nice. my band yeah, that I'm yeah. still in now yeah. so um, but in at some point it must have been like 2009 Cortez uh, was having like some singer issues and, and mm-hmm. things weren't working out and yeah. we were so that's when I started doing another band at the same time okay. uh, with Jim yeah. that was okay. called Black Tie yeah, T-H-A-I yeah. and uh, we did that for a few years yeah. and toured around mm-hmm. a bit and yeah put out a record a couple of eps actually yeah. and that was a lot of fun too was was that the first band you toured with or did any other uh, i mean first like band that we had ever done like not heavy touring right would right. go out for two weeks yeah, yeah. and you know go down to like georgia and yeah, back yeah. i mean i had played shows like new york or yeah, yeah. connecticut right. or like even as far as like washington dc and yeah, maryland yeah. but yeah that was the first band that we yeah. really I don't know why, like my other bands, I always wanted to, but there was always a reason why it didn't work. Yeah. And that band we put together expressly with the purpose of like, we're going to write some loud, heavy ass stuff and we're going to tour as much as we can, you know, because everyone had to have jobs and stuff. But it was like, you know, we were probably like late thirties at the time and we're like, we're going to do this now because it's probably our last chance, you know? Yeah. And it was fun, but it it just kind of fizzled out. We got into a big fight in a hotel room in indianapolis and that was sort of the end we're all still friends but just at the time it was again pressure of being in a van together and yeah yeah. dumb shit you know like people arguing and getting on each other's nerves yeah yeah some people aren't uh don't work good together like that but you know yeah it's still friends yeah yeah. exactly so exactly so now cortez uh how did how did that band 
get together. Well, like I said, that started out of that phone call. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we were very much like, uh, without even, I don't think we ever even discussed like what we wanted to do. It was just like, we were all on the same page, but it was very much like Black Sabbath. Right. Caius. Mm Mm-hmm. Old uh, like mid period like corrosion and conformity mm-hmm. like oh, that's um, Alexa ah <laughs> um, clutch yeah. yeah you know like I could go you know yeah, Fu yeah. Manchu it mm-hmm. was just very much like that's what we want to do yeah and we were kind of right in that vein at first mm-hmm. you know probably like our first EP and our first like full length record yeah and then you know like with anything it's like that was cool right but. I don't just want to play this. Yeah, yeah. And we slowly started trying to, not even consciously, but just like bringing in a little bits of this or a little bit of that or yeah. playing a faster, more aggressive right. song yeah. or like a slower or yeah. whatever. And just, I don't know. We, we sort of had a couple of member changes, but we've had a steady lineup now, mostly steady lineup since about 2009 yeah. with the same singer. And then... Mm-hmm. We've got a new drummer who's been with us for like two years. Right. But other than that, we've yeah. we're a pretty solid unit and we're yeah. all on the same page yeah. and it's like we get along great. Yes. Everyone respects each other. Yeah. We respect each other's abilities, ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no like, Oh, what the fuck <laughs> what's that? That sucks. There's yeah. like none of that. It's like if yeah. if we play something and somebody doesn't like it, they'll be like, Yeah. Right. I don't really like that or I'm not feeling that. But right. we always go to like vote. Yeah. And if it's three to two, then it stays. Yeah. You know. And, and is this because, is everyone in the band sort of a veteran of yeah. playing music and yeah. around the same age? So Yeah. I mean, it's a varying age group. I'm the oldest at yeah. 48. Yeah. Um, Alexi, our drummer, is like 45, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I okay. might be wrong. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> But he toured for quite a few years in like a number of different like punk and metal bands, okay. um, and we actually found him on Craigslist, which was like a godsend. I know, right? It, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, this guy wants to like audition. Yeah, it's like, and we had already tried like five terrible, terrible drummers. Right, right. And we were just like, oh. <laughs> Nice yeah, people, but just not the right guys. You yeah, know what I mean, I shouldn't say terrible. Right, not right. the right fit. Yeah, I, I listened to a bunch of your stuff online the last uh, week or so, and I, I definitely hear you guys taking it beyond. Like it's not like just stone or rock. So I, I feel like this newer stuff. I like to think seems it's not more almost deep purple type. Yeah, stuff oh yeah, in there. yeah, and like it's more like seventies rock. Yeah, which I, I think mean, is, well, it's funny because that is. <clears throat> To me, that is stoner rock. Almost. I yeah. mean, stoner rock yeah. is just an updated version of like seventies yeah. rock, yeah. right? ZZ Big Top, du- yeah, or whatever. Deep Purple, or yeah. Atomic Rooster, or whatever. Yeah. Like yeah, you know, yeah. if it's just Sabbath Cactus. Volume Four over and over, then it's, yeah. I don't know. It gets kind of boring. Well, and, and then I guess there's also like we've been trying to incorporate like some speed yeah. into it yeah. because you, the the problem, and we play a lot of these shows, and not that any of these bands are not good or bad right. or whatever, but it's like. When you play a, a festival of like, you know, 10 or 12 like stoner rock bands, everything is in the same like groove <laughs> right. and the same head yeah, of course. bobbing. And it's right. like, while it's good, yeah, it gets tedious. Yeah. So we're very conscious of like, we need to have some fast songs. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. like, you know, and, and I find that almost like uh, 
new wave of British heavy metal was like sort of like you know angel witchy. Oh yeah, like yeah. Motorhead. I mean, yeah. I know Motorhead's technically right. not right, but Motorhead or like you know some faster kind yeah, of double bass of... paced, mm-hmm. you know, or even like some of the faster like accept kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. And, I mean, you'd probably never tell, but even like on on the new record, like one of the songs, like the riff was a direct like not a not a direct rip but a direct like influence of me listening to like the return of darkness and evil by oh, yeah. Bathory and being like that's a great riff I should write something <laughs> fast like that yeah, you yeah. know what I mean and like yeah, yeah. our song sounds nothing like right. that because we don't sound like Bathory but yeah, like, yeah. that was yeah. sort of the genesis of the idea you know well, I, th- I think I always think that's a good thing in, in that I love in, in musicians or just artists in general when they take influences but they're not obvious and they, you know right. I think that's a good quality in it and in someone so that's pretty cool well and yeah and i think one of the reasons that our song would never be confused for battery is like we have melodic singing vocals and that's something that i I guess i didn't mention that but that was also something that we wanted the band to be melodic in a way like heavy but we wanted the vocals to be melodic yeah you know we didn't again nothing wrong with screaming right but i get tired of yeah being screamed at for like an hour <laughs> yeah, i'm like okay can yeah, you yeah. do anything else right right you know no, like I, the vocals are great it's, thank you uh, matt would be very happy yeah. to hear that no so. I, that's that was one of the things that and that's another thing that stands out i think when you have a good singer it just puts you i think just above because anyone can fucking scream right right and uh when you have a good singer i think it's then it is it could fit in with you could play a festival with grand fun <laughs> nothing yeah. wrong with that you're right he get all shirtless well nobody wants to see that but in <laughs> that you know that's the thing with this band too is like i count myself lucky that i get to go play with these guys because yeah. i look around and i'm like oh wow we have like an absolute beast on drums yeah yeah we have a, a maniac like amazing bass player yeah. we have a great guitar player yeah. and I'm not talking about myself I'm talking about <laughs> Alistair we have a great singer and yeah. I'm always like I'm the poor schlub bringing up the rear here but this is great you know like yeah. do you ever it, do lead stuff for you yeah well we actually yeah. trade, off, trade off yeah. but Al like you can tell when you listen to the like Al is the more like shred like technical right. guy and yeah. I'm more the like bendy notes like feel yeah. kind of guy you yeah. know what I mean so but it it makes for a nice balance yeah. not yeah, everything's like you right. know so <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, like Adrian Smith and Dave Murray. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. If you do the same thing all the time, there's no point in <laughs> yeah, no, both of you soloing. Yeah, you know of what course. I mean? So Yeah. Nice. And uh also too, like being like the punk rock guy, like guitar solos for me were sort of an afterthought <laughs> for a long time. Yeah, you know? definitely. No, I I hear that. So um yeah. So do you do you ever play any other like uh do you have outlets for music that you would want to do? Like I thought we were just talking about like you know, I, you love different genres of music, yeah. but I don't think you would attempt it. But do you ever feel like you could do another outlet of music that isn't like heavy based stuff? You like know, acoustic based or yes and no. Yeah, yeah. Um, a, I don't have the time, unfortunately. Yeah, right. You know, being forty eight and yeah. working like full time, and yeah. you know, having a wife, and yeah. it's you know, like the the time to devote strictly to music is not yeah. what it used to be. Right. Um, but yes, I always feel I always have these ideas like I want to do a one man. Oh, yeah. this is not less right, uh, right. but it's more. Uh, I want to do like a one man black metal project, right, right. or a, <laughs> yeah. I want to do like weird like kind of lounge exotica right. sort of music, you yeah, know, with yeah. like tape loops and stuff. Right. Or but yeah. 
And these are like ideas yeah. that are there, but right. I, I have to admit, I've, I've bought like some home studio stuff and like, right. I don't like trying to do things without a drummer. Right. And when yeah, I sit down with like a drum hard. program and I try, I get frustrated very yeah. quickly because like, I'm not good at translating like a riff into a drum beat or yeah. vice versa. Yeah. And, and like when I find like a good drum beat for like what I'm playing, it almost ends up to be more by mistake right, than, right. than yeah. by design. Yeah. So <laughs> if I sit down to do something and I don't hit on a good drum beat that works with what I'm doing, I get aggravated yeah. and I just yeah, am yeah. like, and I like, <laughs> yeah, yes, and I throw it down. Right. So I have good intentions to right. do all these other things, but yeah. the fact of the matter is, is they very rarely <laughs> come to fruition. Yeah, of course. And uh, sort of to wind down, uh, if people want to get uh, Cortez music, how, how can they do that? There's a, you guys have a Bandcamp page. We do have a Bandcamp page. It's uh, Cortez Boston, all one word, dot bandcamp.com. Yeah. Okay. And that has all our albums and signatures yeah. and whatnot on it. And it's updated pretty. I think I saw this, you know, yeah. recent it's, stuff on there. Yeah. Um, we're actually um, supposed to be next month. Mm. We've got a split 12-inch coming out on oh, Ripple right. Music. Oh, really? Uh, with a band from Delaware called Wasted Theory. Oh, nice. They uh, Ripple, I don't know if you're familiar with no. the label, but they, they do a lot of like kind of stoner rock oh, okay. stuff, psychedelic yeah. stuff. Um, but they have a um, series, and ours is going to be Chapter 9, mm-hmm. called The Second Coming of Heavy, where mm-hmm. they take a 12-inch and pair like two bands, and do, they each do like three or four songs oh, on nice. the side. Oh, cool. So we're doing that with Wasted Theory, and it's supposed to come out in, in September. Nice. But I'm not 100 percent right, positive right. on that because you know things like that yeah. always <laughs> yeah, yeah. change. But yeah, yeah, I think uh, I'm going to start putting these uh, podcasts I've been recording out in September. So mm, uh, cool. Yeah. So yeah, well, thanks for uh, coming down and doing this for oh, me. Oh, it's awesome! This is great. Thanks I had a lot of fun. I, I could. Yeah, I, I know it probably came across because I tend to rant, but <laughs> no, no. It's I mean another thing I'm I'm trying to do because you know I love doing these interviews. With, well, I like I don't like to call them interviews. But these conversations with people about how they go into music, but right. moving forward, I, I'm thinking of doing some episodes uh, that concentrate on maybe one artist or mm. you know or something like that. Sure. Or, so you know, I might have people come back if they want to do it. Yeah, hey, let's well, talk I'd, about I'd it. always be down for that. Yeah, I yeah, can talk yeah. about music <laughs> anytime. Yeah, awesome, so, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs>